Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. On the record, I'm Brother Priest. Today is January 21st, 2018. My apologies for the tardiness. I signed on the wrong line. Um, but, you know, we all do that. So, um, you know, uh, all praises to the Most High Almighty that um, we are here to live another day and begin another year to continue in this work and it's a difficult work that we have um, but it still must be done so I see um, Ema see Brother Kedrick see Brother EK Um, I don't know who this is in Georgia is this who's in Georgia this is Auntie Crystal hello sister how are you Shalom, I'm fine, but if you guys would just keep Brother Eric uplifted, um, his mother, they don't think she's going to make it through the day, so. Oh, my goodness. Through the day, you saying, today? No, she's in the hospital now. They don't think that she's going to make it through the day today. Oh, my. Oh, man. Yeah, I know that she had a long struggle. Um. Our prayers are with you and the brother. Um, let me see. Washington. Is that Brother Hakeem? Is that Brother Hakeem? Yes, sir, brother. How are you, brother? I'm all right. I'm having trouble with my phone. phones. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was really concerned about you, brother. I tried calling you, but, uh, you know, I'm just glad you're okay. Um, we got to be mindful to send out our prayers and positive energy to Brother Eric and his mother. Is, um, in the hospital today, we just found out, and she might not make it through the day. So... Let us keep our prayers and positive energies for the strength of the brother and sister, brother Eric and sister Crystal, and all their loved ones and relatives. Because we all uh, are facing that. I know um, every day for me, um, it's kind of like I don't know if my mother-in-law is going to make it. Some days it doesn't seem like it. Um, you know, so it's really an emotional tug on me and Sister Tora, of course, and my job is to try to keep her strong because, um, you know, how easy it is to get down when you're 
myself in situations, but but uh, I really got to do whatever I can to keep her strong. Even in my most weakest moments, I still got to do it for her and for my mother-in-law. So it's not easy. It's not easy. I know what it's like. It's um, Washington, is that Brother Bernard? Shalom, I, me and the sister here. Shalom, nation. Shalom, shalom. So I'm glad to hear you, Brother Bernard. Um, I'm glad you and the sister are present because uh, it's been really rough, These this break for me. This has been the most difficult break um, I've ever had in the six, seven years of doing this. Uh, this has been the most difficult, but I'm dedicated and, um, you know, I, I always show up to work. That's I always show up to work. Um, we lost a couple of people um, that quit the nation. Um, and the thing about it, normally I wouldn't think twice about it, but it's who these people are. And I'm just going to, I'm not going to say their names right now on the record, but I wanted to state this to this particular um, assembly we have here. These male figures, all three of them are male. These male figures amongst our people are not men. And you may know that going in when they come in. That's one thing. But... One thing a man really is, one thing if nothing else, is one who is committed. Because look, if you you know you might you might be in a relationship and it gets tough. You know it might be really hard. It might be pure hell for some people, right? But a man is not just going to walk away. He's going to do whatever he can to try to work things out through the good and bad times. That's what we do as men. But these individuals that, I'm not talking about these three specific guys, um, but Negroes in general, these are not men, these are chumps. And on the battlefield, these are the ones kicking up dust running. You know, because part of being responsible and being committed is that you're going to have good and bad times. Now, one of the things that I've kind of like said, forgive me y'all, but I got to get this off my chest. One of the things that I've kind of like said consistently, but not where the whole nation would have heard me specifically talking about this, but one of the things that I've, I've said is you got these, so-called men that make all these claims, but yet 
there's some whining babies that they want special attention and they don't see themselves as doing anything wrong and what they do wrong, they don't see that as contributing to the wrongs of the nation. It's like individual wrongs affect all of us. But we still got to move on and we still got to keep building. So I uh, just want you all to know that this was the most difficult break that I've ever had. Um, I'm trying to keep up with work. I've been doing work, but I haven't been being able to get everything done, but it's okay. Because I'm not stopping, and I'm not withered. I, I go through my moments, ups and downs, but I'm dedicated. I'm not a quitter. And I'm damn sure not going to abandon my responsibilities. I'm not going to do it. God willing, I'm not going to do it. All praises to the Most High Almighty that everyone here is happy or we're going through our moments, but I mean um, we're, we're healthy is what I meant to say. We're healthy and we're still here. Um. My heart is kind of heavy that I'm hearing about Brother Eric's mother. I know that I spoke with her once, and, um, you know, it's anytime you go through those types of things, particularly Brother Eric and Sister Crystal just going through the thing with his aunt not too very long ago, and now this. So I'm keeping him and in my um, prayers and my positive energy. So, Brother Hakeem, um, you've been dealing with some issues. Were you able to get some of that stuff worked out? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Some of it I have been able to. Okay. Well, that's good. You know, just give me a call. You um, need to talk, brother. Yes, sir. What? Um, Ema, how are you? Would, I be able to, would, would you like me to ask you for an appointment? Um. Uh, when, whenever, man. When do you need to talk? Today. You were saying to give you a call, so I was. I was saying I know you were saying that you are going through some difficult times. So I was going to ask, did you want me to give you a specific setup or specific time? Um, you, it's up to you, man. I mean, as long as it's after twelve noon Central Time, um, I'll be answering the phones. You know, until like at least like 8 p.m. Central, I'll be answering the phones. But um, you know, it's up to you, man. Just as long as it was, it's within that time, because in the middle of the night, I I cannot tell you. Like, now let me just tell you, give you a description of what just happened. Okay, like a week and a half ago, mother-in-law, 
um, gets, well, Tor gets her up like 6.30 in the morning because we got to do feedings every six hours, right? So that particular morning, she had three back-to-back seizures. And she hasn't had any seizures, period. She had three back-to-back seizures, right? Now, I had just, I get up in the middle of the night and check on her, maybe 3 o'clock, and I wake up again at 5 o'clock, and I check on her, okay? Now, as long as I'm in that time frame and I don't have to stay awake too long, I can be awake by 9 or 10 o'clock and start working by 10 or by noon, right? Okay, well, take her to the hospital. They had to put her in a body bag and carry her out in the ambulance. She stays there for a few days. She comes back. The second day that she's back, I was so tired, I could not. I woke up at 5. I couldn't even check on her. I was so tired. Lo and behold, Sister Tora gets up. And my mother-in-law is laid out on the floor. Now imagine the guilt I feel. Now then I have to be up at a certain time to answer phones. So keep that in mind, please, because this is a heavy burden, and I'm going to stand my ground. But keep that in mind, because you know what happened during the break? I'm telling you, people don't, they don't think that I have a, they don't give me a break (laughs) in the nation. Like, I was getting back-to-back-to-back-to-back calls several days. People that had immediate problems, I get it. Some of the problems they had were not, um, they weren't even really problems. There's things that people could work out on their, on their own. But I still took my time to do whatever I could. And I wasn't really, it started off the first couple of weeks. I wasn't even getting any, um, any break at all and any rest at all. And I just was like, Man, sometimes you got to take your rest. Now, of course, nothing's going down on Sabbath, but even that one day sometimes is not enough. So please keep that in mind. Um, Brother Kedrick, how are you, sir? Shalom, Akria here. Doing our best to maintain, keep our spirits up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I tell you this: my spirit has been restless and. I have to go out and go across the country and 
spread this word. I don't have a choice. My spirit is not going to let me not do it anymore. And I'm going to be doing this wherever members are. I'm making it a mission. I, I, this year, without a doubt, I have to be there. And as a result, I have a starting date. Um, Brother E.K. scheduled an event in Boston for February 8th. It's going to be a screening of um, our documentary from Jesus to King James. And it's in Boston. So I want to encourage everybody that's near Boston. How far, Brother E.K., how far are, is Boston from um, New Jersey? That's about five hours. Oh, five hours. What about, is it the same for New York, too? Yeah, it's like three to four hours, depending if you're going through Albany, it's three hours, but in the city, New York is about four hours. Okay. Question. Well, sir? Question. Shalom, it's Dr. Bernard. I wanted to ask, uh, is it possible for the uh, for the brother's event, can we do like a Facebook live streaming so we can share that, or is that like private? We can't do that. Oh man, that's a good thought, brother. Uh, wow. Um. So, how do you do that exactly? You do that through your phone. Yeah. Do we do it through yeah, the phone? So the sister say, yeah, we do it through our phone, and then we hit live. Hit the live on Facebook, and we can all share it. Okay. Well, I thought that was um. I thought you needed a webcam for that. I didn't know you could do it with your phone. Okay. So, so well, the the thing about it is because it's a screening, um, I don't think it would be best for us to do the whole thing like on live, but maybe we can do um, parts of it. But the thing is this, I'm doing one here in Texas, February 28th. And it's going to be like EK's is going to be, uh, what is it, 90 minutes, brother EK? Yeah, hour and a half. I'm going to be doing, well, me and Tora are going to be doing four hours here. So we might be able to do that. Because I'm gonna um, talk before the thing and then play the video, which is an hour, and then do questions and answers. And um, we're going to I'm gonna do whatever I can to get this to be um, a good turnout. I set up where I just found out a few days ago that they had this thing, eventbrite.com, where you can have, it's kind of like Ticketmaster, where you can have tickets for any event. Um, and you can do free tickets. So I set that up 
where you can get free tickets to the one here in uh well it's going to be in round rock texas but um you can get free tickets and it's only 49 tickets but you can get free tickets here so we want to duplicate this thing to some greater or lesser degree all over the country so one of the things that i want to make sure we do is this coming thursday we have a meeting and we talk about that now that's not going to get in the way from us pushing our uh, our thing through uh, dealing with uh, mca but it's um something i wanted to make sure that i put on the record because sometimes um, my thoughts are incomplete and i don't say everything that i'm thinking of all of the time so i wanted to make sure i get it on the record somewhere but yeah, I'm going to have to add that in the um, repertoire because um, we could do that February February 28th, and we can do a Facebook Live. And I was thinking about like I kept thinking that I need a um, webcam to do that, but I see we can do it on the phone, and then we should be able to do it. Okay. So, Sister Crystal, do you need to exit? You need some time away? No, sir, I'm fine this time. We're going to go over there later this evening. Okay. Because I know that's a really heavy, difficult thing, and um, sometimes we need time away. Um. I want to talk briefly about further pushing this MCA and how to make it work. And um, here's the thing. The the way that you really make this thing work is is you got to you want to be on your um social media which is you want to be doing that daily. Of course, but you got to keep this in mind. When somebody first sees something, one moment. God Excuse me. All right. When someone first sees something, they're always going to join or, um, you know, sign up. They need to see it about the experts say between four to seven times. Some people say five to ten times, whatever, four to seven times. They need to have some point of contact with it in a minimum of four different ways and see it and think about it four different times. How we solve that is through email series and autoresponder. Okay, so this way you don't have to 
once you do the initial things, you don't have to sit there and talk to these people, any of that kind of thing. You're going to let your email series um, do the work for you. Okay, so that means the first thing we want to set up is email series, autoresponder, and um, yeah. So you keep you you keep your you keep your daily posts going out, and then when people start to respond, you're collecting emails. And then they're going to get emails periodically through the autoresponder. And that's going to do the bulk of the work. Um, Sister, well, can Sister Monica hear me clearly, brother? Bernard, can she hear me? Yes, sir. Okay. She asked me about, um, what was it, the blog. And I just got drowned, and I couldn't get back to her about it. So, Shalom, Brother Priest. Yes, ma'am. That's fine. That that's fine. I was able to set up a blog, and what we're going to do is connect it to. Uh, we're going to connect the uh, campaigns together with our blog that that I have started with me and a couple of the other sisters in the nation. We're going to connect it with yours, and the campaigns can run together. Okay, it's not my blog, it's our blog, and it's your blog. Our blog, excuse me, excuse me, our blog. <laughs> yeah, it's not me, it's us and yours, so that's Okay, cool. okay, excuse me. Yes, ma'am, so that's good. Um, but the thing is, the only difference is we're doing an auto-blogger, so you have a lot of content, and, um, you know, you'll always have content, and you always get likes and Stuff like that. So that's great. Um, only thing that we have to do is, um, I think this will be easier and faster. We just set up a blog that is just an auto blog. Because like with Ema, we were building uh, stores, stuff like that, and that could take a little more time. But um we just set up an auto blog and let that do a bulk of the work. So, uh, one moment, please. Okay, so we, uh, Well, Ema, what's on your mind? You really want to know? <laughs> uh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of there, a little bit of here, a little bit of everything. Just, uh, you know, trying to keep my mind straight and uh, be a participant of this uh, central manifest. Um, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about all the work we're putting into it. Um, I think that, like you said, we have to have that DD, due diligence, to understand that we're going to be confronted with things, but still uh, maintain the understanding that 
everything's going to work out, work out all right. This is a beautiful time to be living, a beautiful time to observe all of the wonderful things that are going on as well as the uh, stuff that we think is uh, overwhelming. But one thing we must keep in mind is that while we're going through what we're going through, it is a challenge to us, but others are going through far worse. So um, our minds, energy, collectively, us here collectively, as well as with the, the rest of the nation, has to be put in gear to understand we can we can create our own, you know, uh, way of doing things and not be bogged down with all the stuff that's really going on. I, I, I realize because I have a blog on, uh, I mean, a, a group on uh, Facebook, which I'm not an avid worker of Facebook, but I'm learning, thanks to some of the sisters also. I have a, a it's called... Um, Law of Attraction. And if we just really understand that whatever we're thinking, whatever we're feeling, it will put us in a mode to attract that. Now, we're going to have issues with family members, friends, and foe, but on the same token, what are we? What are we made of? Who are we? We're the children of Israel. We are that chosen ones by the Most High to maintain the state of mind consciousness, the status that we're going through. I have overwhelming things, but you know what? At the beginning of the day, middle of the day, and end of the day, I know for a surety, I believe the report, that we will be all right. We will get past all of these things no matter how big or small. So I'm excited about the Central Central Manifest. I haven't had a lot of time to really get into it. I've been studying on it, and I I know what I need to do. I'm asking for that a lot of time to do it when it's time to do it. I believe in following the rules of the Most High by doing what I can do for that day, confronting and dealing with what I have to do for that day, and not worry about tomorrow, Uh, understand and appreciate the past, and move forward right now. And with that, Brother Priest, I yield. Praise the Lord. Um, I had to step out to carry this young man to work. So um, I, I'm on the speaker phone. Can you all hear me clearly? Yes, sir. Yes. Brother Bernard, how's everything going for you? Shalom, my, uh, man, all is well, most high, keeping me busy, keeping me on the right path. And, uh, you know, what, what we're speaking on, I want to share this with everybody on the, uh, on the call today. Uh, this is a precept, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We're we going to have bumps along the way. We're going to lose some, we're going to win some, but we got to keep pushing forward. You know, I do a lot of reading in my spare time. And, um, you know, one of my uh, books I came across is in regards to being an entrepreneur. Uh, and what we're going through as entrepreneurs, I look at Colonel Sanders. It took him, man, over 30 years to perfect that recipe, those leavened herbs and spices. And he didn't pop kale, uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken off till he was in his late 60s. And God willing, it don't take us as long, but we on that same journey as entrepreneurs and what uh, Brother Priest has put together for us to succeed, you know, he has given us the tools and for all of us to benefit, and it's going to benefit our families, it's going to benefit our great-grandchildren when we no longer here, 
All we have to do is just keep pushing forward. Um, I listen to a lot of motivational uh, audios on Facebook, I mean on YouTube, and uh, one of the things is champions make adjustments, not excuses. So we we ain't going to make no excuses. We're going to keep pushing forward. We're going to make this thing happen, and we all going to succeed. And, you know, another thing I just want to share, I was um, – I was working for a private company, uh, working with autistic children, uh, and December the 15th was my last day with that company because I wasn't getting paid every uh, or during the holiday, and I got picked up by the Seattle School District, so I got a better job making more money, and, um, you know, just a blessing is, you know, I'm just looking at my journey here in this nation, being homeless because uh, of my accident and sleeping in the back of a car. And while I'm working on my master's and me and the sister got housing, we pushing through and it's a blessing, you know, and it's what I've learned being in this nation, what the brother has taught me and the sister as a couple, keeping these commandments and and the most high will lead you. The most high will give you the strength to endure. So we on the right path. We got great leadership. All we got to do is make no excuses. Just make these adjustments and keep pushing forward. And with that, I yield. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you very much, sir. All praises to the Most High Almighty. That's what makes it worth it because when you can, when you do something that helps others, that's the most fulfilling thing you can do. Like, nothing else feels better in the world, at least to me. I, I can't speak for everybody, but I know for me, when your life's work helps somebody, that really is what what makes it all worth it. All the heartache and pain dealing with these knucklehead Negroes is all worth it when you can see them succeed. And, you know, I went through a lot of uh, trials and tribulations in Detroit and dealing with prostitutes, pimps, gangbangers specifically. Those were the ones that I was specifically assigned to. And I was doing that for like 15 years, um, consistently counseling. And a lot of times, even now sometimes, you don't get any monetary reward, you know. So what is your motivation for doing it? It's just just what I'm about. And to hear the brothers speak about the, the blessings and the growth, man, that's well, well worth it. All praises to the Most High. Wow, Brother Ek, what's happening with you? Shalom, yes, sir. Uh, all this stuff, brothers, just taking it one day at a time. Um, yeah, just really, you know, just taking heed to what's going on and just, you know, preparing for this grand work that we're about to do. So, just really excited for this journey right now. Yeah, my my spirit can't I can't hold this in any longer. Um, it's time to go out here and hit the, hit the streets again, and not like guys on the streets, but I mean go spread the message on the street level. And um, so government shutdown. Now I'm gonna get back to our uh, MCA venture in a moment, but. Government shutdown and what that means in relationship to MCA and in relationship to where we are. 
So there, if they don't, um, by the end of the week, by Friday, if they don't open back up the government, well, actually, you know what, Brother Kendrick, what are you hearing? Salama, I my day's off end today. So when I walk into the office this evening, everything, every notification that went out will be there available for me to review. So I'm just like sitting here watching everything go by because I can go into the office and get a jump start on it, but it's not going to change anything. So I'll wait until I go into go into work this evening and start it from there. But at that point, all the notifications that went out officially will be there available to me for to review and how it's going and what is um, going to happen. I'm a part of those people that are listed as essential. So I'm there on the job no matter what. I'm the, I'm the Negro with the keys to close the door when everybody else is put out. So I'm still there on the job, even though I'm not getting paid. Um, I have that classification. But like I say, I'll be able to pick up on the notices and the, and the information that went out officially once I go into work this evening. Yeah. Wow. So what is that furlough? Is that what it is? It's called furlough? Yes, sir, it is. So th- did they institute that with you already? Well, based, based on what happened last time in 2013, yes, it is. But when it happened, I was off. I was not at work. I get I work four days a week, and Thursday, Friday, and Saturday are my days off. So I won't know anything until I walk in the door Sunday evening at 7 o'clock. And everything that went down prior to that will be available to me. The guys will tell me before I walk through the door. I mean, as I walk through the door, the guys will tell me exactly what's going on and how it's happening. Okay. Thank you for that, sir. Um, Wow. So did you all hear about Sam's Club? Anybody hear about Sam's Club? Closing the number of stores? Yeah. So what has happened is there, um, well, I guess Walmart owns Sam's Club. So they're um, moving in these robots. Did you all see that? <laughs> they're moving in robots and firing people. <laughs> oh, now, supposedly China owns Walmart, and Walmart owns Sam's Club. They shut all the Sam's Clubs, or a lot of them down, and then they're moving in robots to replace people's jobs. It's, it's, a, it's a specific name for this robot that's in Walmart. I, I can't remember the name right now, but I have it. We about to get squeezed. Hold on a second.
So my knucklehead stepson just heard me talking about Walmart, and he works at Walmart. And I'm dropping them off right now at Walmart, right? So he said, did you know that Sam's Club came before Walmart? I said, no, I did not know that. And then he said, "Is a man named Sam Walton started Sam's Club and then Walmart, and that's why Walmart is named Walmart because it's named after Sam Walton. So I did not know that. But here's what I'm saying, uh, the importance of Sam. Now, if you see if you if you see what I'm trying to lead to why I'm why am I bringing these things up and dealing with MCA because look first off what's going to happen with this government uh shutdown if it goes if it goes to Friday um they're going to have to uh not pay the soldiers the military now you're gonna have a problem <laughs> because I don't know about you, but I could just only imagine being out there fighting war for a country and you a Negro and you fighting with Donald Trump as your leader and then you ain't getting paid either. Oh boy. That don't sound like too good of a scenario to me. I, I know some Caucasians might stick in there. You know, we're doing this for the country. But these Negroes will quit on you. <laughs> I ain't getting paid. Forget it. So, you know, they're saying that it's Donald Trump's fault again, I guess. with the, Does anybody have, email? you got any additional information on the shutdown? Uh, no, I know that the parks and uh, national parks and things are closed. So you know, I, it, it, it they do that all the time. I, I think I don't think they're going to let it go that far. I really don't. I don't because, like you said, it'd be it. It wouldn't be good. It would not be good. It would not be good. But I tell you this: signs and symbols for the conscious mind. Is trying to the, the, the nature is trying to tell us something like Donald Trump. He's as good as he is bad because as bad as he is, it's good because it forces you to have to get your act together in order to survive what's about to come that this idiot is about to bring. And I, I'm just waking up to Donald Trump because I, I mean I always. I followed him. I read his books. I watched his TV show. I never heard he was racist. I never got the the idea that he was racist, and I'm not really so sure that he is now. I think he's a nationalist. He's about his own people first. But, you know, as far as, like, hating other races, I don't know. But I know this. He sure as hell is putting the pressure on for for us to come together. And trying to go spread this word out in the streets and call these people in. Because if we don't work together collectively and get rid of these people that are weak links, that want to quit on you, you ain't even got your foot in the door good and you want to quit, 
You know, I mean, we don't need those type of people. Inevitably, they'll come every now and then, but, you know, we don't need these type of people. Um, Sister Monica, anything? What's on your mind? Shalom, nation. Um, Has anyone seen how the government is taking away religious rights from the Amish? Oh. I, I seen that. I seen that. I seen that uh, just yesterday. Mm-hmm. The Amish have, have always had a right to be off grid. Well, they took that right away from them, and last week they went in there and put electricity in all of their um, facilities yeah. so that they could yeah. monitor them. Yeah. Okay. So that's a message to all of us, really, that the religious freedoms, you know, your 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 freedoms under the First Amendment, they don't stand. Okay. What what they're doing is they're they're making new rules. So we all have to be aware that um we have to either come together, you know, we we have to come together or or we're going to be taken over. Okay, we have to we have to learn to stand strong as a nation because if they can do it what they're showing is they if they can do it to the Amish, they can do it to us. Okay? And I yield. Well, you know what? It that that's a law matter. You know what? The the problem is you got to know how to enforce the law. And I know those Amish don't know how because, look, the Mormon they tried that with the Mormons. The Mormons shut the government down. <laughs> so you got to remember this one thing. The one thing these people are not going to do is they are not going to do something without contractual consent. So I guarantee you they sent out a notice. They do this on the slide, so you gotta be you gotta really be watching. They sent out a notice and they tell you what they're gonna do. Yeah. And if you don't respond, then they're gonna move on you quick. So the thing about it is the one thing in law that they cannot do, they can't, I know what people say. They cannot suspend the Constitution. So they can't even, they, well, I will say they can't alter it, but the amendments were shut down where they couldn't amend the Constitution because the Congress um, adjourned in the 1800s. Now, look. They're not operating off a of constitution. They're operating out of corporate law when they do those types of things. So you got to know how to maneuver in law. But don't depend on law. So what I mean is at, at some point, you got to be aware. I'll give you an example. If you, I'm at a stoplight, right? Now, I get to a stoplight, and I say, it's a red light. It said, that means you can't proceed. So if I go to try to um, proceed through the red light, no. If I, if I wait till it turns green, somebody that's coming towards me might not respect that red light like I do. So that means I'm not going to say the law says you're supposed to abide by that stoplight. I'm going to look. I'm going to watch. 
I'm going to make sure that everybody around me is abiding by that law, and I'm going to be prepared for if they don't. So to Sister Monica's point, if they don't go by it, you better be prepared. If you don't know what you're doing in law and you get caught up in a situation, you better be prepared. But the scriptures say one thing that's really important. You got to know when and how to submit to law and authority and when not to. And I'm saying if I know I'm going to go through this, the light turn green, if I just think I'm going to go through this light and not even look around me, I don't get it. It could be a drunk driver. It could be just any old crazy idiot that's going to blow their red light, break the law, and come and kill me with their automobile. I am not that dumb. We None of us should be that dumb where we're going to just depend on that red light to make them stop. Hell no. And I'm saying don't depend on that law to make them stop just in case you get a savage beast that's out of their mind and then they, they break the law. So we got to be mindful of both. So we we are fortunate because I, I, one thing Facebook has taught me is niggas are sicker than what I thought they were. They are far sicker than what I thought they were. These niggas have lost their minds. Shalom. <laughs> Uh, yes. Brother Priest, here in this state, this is Ema. In this state of Kentucky, uh, our governor signed um, uh, law into effect. He did a, a executive order here for every anybody that's on uh, getting Medicaid, you know, medical. Uh, they're gonna have to get out and get a job or go to school or something. It doesn't matter if they're disabled or not. And it comes effective July. And, you know, a lot of people are kind of like, that's not right, this, that, and the other. And I'm trying to tell them from a perspective. And then I listen to the governor speak. Uh, I try to tell them from a, from a perspective. A lot of people are getting Medicaid here, but on the essence, they got to learn how to take care of themselves and seek, you know, do what they need to do um, to make their lives better, you know. And so a lot of people are not happy with it at all. So, and I'm pretty sure to go through the rest of the country pretty soon. Wow. Wow. It doesn't Another matter point. if you're disabled or not. You you know, you're going to have to, if you can't work, you're going to have to go to school or something. I see the long-term significance in it. Um, short-term, you know, a lot of people are not liking it, you know. But I see, I see that self-sufficiency kicking in. I really do. Yeah. That's going to get these bums and these liars off their behind, and it, it might, I, I see that that's a good solution, but it's going to cause a whole lot of homeless. You all, you know, in Austin, I haven't, this is the truth. I haven't seen more than two or three homeless people on the sides of the streets begging that are Negroes. It is tons of Caucasians out on the streets. Yes. Tons yes. of them. Yes. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That is right. here too. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. So what do you think the reason is for that, Brother Priest? I, I kind of have an idea, but what's your thought on that? Well, Donald Trump, up to his tactics, which is, that, that's just the most high, just letting it play out, because you you got to understand, we this is how we supposed to, we're supposed to be living. If you're legitimately disabled, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. You know, legitimately disabled, that's one thing. But here's the other thing. This is critical, what I, what I want to say here. This is critical. People do not realize that you do not need Medicare or Medicaid. Torah is a basically a nurse's um, attorney. She's a she's an attorney for nurses. She's not legally labeled that, but she actually she deals with these cases every day. She does she does hearings almost every day for these cases. People being approved or disapproved, people cheating out on on you know lying to the government and all that. That's basically what she does, and she does the nursing part because she's a registered nurse. So she does a lot of. Um, you know, giving other advice. But here's what I'm saying. When you realize, which the masses don't realize, which we teach in the nation, you're supposed to be um, uh, financially responsible, meaning insurance only applies to those who do not understand what's going on. Okay, so Medicaid and Medicare, really, the reason why those are in place, it's like uh, it's a government service. These are government services. We're supposed to be able to self-insure. So in nature, you're supposed to insure yourself and the Most High is calling this thing into fruition through Donald Trump's maniac behavior. That's what I think. I also wanted to say one more thing about that robotic uh, industrialization coming in, robotic. Uh, I've been looking at that for many years in a lot of restaurants um, in China and, and, and some here, uh, you know, in, in they get the rest. Uh, they got robots in these restaurants doing things. I know in the restaurants, so uh, it's not going. And, and also, also in the industrial, you know, like car plants and all that, they got quite a few uh, robotic things. But I, I, they are talking about it's going to become even more of a wave. So there's going to be more people out of a job. Also, you know, it's going to that type of um, service, robotic service. Yeah, one step closer to artificial intelligence being out on the street like the RoboCop. <laughs> but here's what I'm saying. The re- this is a status issue. This is state of mind issue. I am telling you, but you got to hear me good. We are our own worst enemy. You can flip this thing around on this United States government overnight and put them back into their position as public servants. 
There are people in this country that are doing this. So we've been we went over last semester and the semester before. We went over the classification A, B, C, and D. Okay, so hear me good. Aristocrats, class A. Bureaucrats, class B. Class C are citizens, uppercase C, and corporations, um, businesses. Class D are the disenfranchised denizens. Our people are class D. Period. Clearly, we're class D. The more you you research what a denizen is, the more you research what a disenfranchised um, individual or group of people it is. Only you you looking at who we are. Okay, now how we got there and how we're treated is not personal. It's not personal. It's they, they're not treating us this way simply because they don't like us. Now, they don't like us, but some of the things that they don't like us about are legitimate because some of us are goddamn fools. Excuse me, but it's the truth. Some A whole lot of us are savages, and we do not have sound minds. Like the brother just read out of the scripture. He called the scripture about, the, about sound minds. That's a blessing. That ain't something that just comes with just you being born. That don't mean you're just going to have a sound mind. And we scared of our own shadows. We hate each other. We claim we love each other. And I want to be with my brothers and sisters. BS. You are these Negroes are a bunch of liars. Because soon as you, soon as you claim, okay, let's do this together, right? Let's rise up. Oh, I can't do this. I got to tap out here. I got to quit here. Then they get to start. They get to know and getting some information, right? then all of a sudden they're above everybody else. So we go from the slave master telling us, um, you stupid nigger, to the conscious people saying, you stupid nigger. What's the difference? They're treating us the same way. Our own people are treating us worse. So here's how it works with really sound mind sound-minded people. On the law books in every state, any group of people can post bond, insurance bond, to insure everything that they do. Now, now when I'm saying this, you got to understand, I'm relating this to Medicaid and Medicare. So me knowing this, and I know if these people get cut off, or whatever, I know that they don't know what else to do. The reason why insurance is in place is it has everything to do with description and the most high. It's because any group of people, particularly any nation, is supposed to be competent enough to know that you are to set aside lawful money to insure yourself. America can't circulate lawful money. 
And certainly American slaves can't circulate lawful money. You can circulate a lawful um, negotiable instrument posted with your state. You can cover house insurance, car insurance, medical insurance. You do not see in most states they have, well, all states they have insurance, like uh, you have to have some type of car insurance. No. You have to have some type of means of atoning for whatever goes wrong. Because in nature, sickness and disease and mental illness and physical illness, that's the result of a punishment from the most high. So I don't know if this makes sense, but it's assumed, nature assumes that you have enough common sense to help yourself, correct yourself, and keep yourself orderly. Because that is an assumption by the Most High, it is replicated in commerce. E.K., am I making sense? Does that make sense? Yes, sir, it does, brother. Basically because in today's society, those, for example, who are in Class D, because they don't have it, uh, lawful means to circulate lawful currency, so these insurance companies are basically behaving as their surety on their behalf, which is why these insurance companies sort of are in existence, because we don't have the lawful means to set aside enough, quote-unquote, money to ensure any um, access atonement and any unjust or unintended injuries that cause, you know, untimely consequences to the other parties that we may perhaps injure. So that's really what's going on right now. So when these things are in place, when they say, like, for example, like, then when Obama had made it a lawful mandate that people get health insurance was that he wanted to make sure there was a so-called means for people to have a means to atone. I mean, even though you're not in the status to have people currency to do so. So I think that's sort of where that threat is kind of uh, happening. And the fact that people may not know that you can do what you're just explaining, I think that's where the disconnect is coming from. Yeah, and, and I'm saying this, and usually I only talk like this in third degree, but I'm saying this because most of us here are hired in first and second degree. But um, if not all of us, but anyway, um, I'm saying it's on the law books. There's a replacement for insurance. Insurance is someone is a guarantor that you will atone. So they're going to do the atonement work for you. That's what an insurance company is. That's what medical insurance, health insurance, all of that is atonement. Okay, for instance, according to the scriptures, you're supposed to follow the dietary program. You're supposed to follow the behavior program and the commercial program. The commercial laws, dietary laws, be in moral codes, right? We're supposed to do all of that, but we don't. 
we're either ignoring the commercial aspect altogether, which most of us do. We ignore that altogether, but we might adhere to the to the moral law. But then we slip up on that. So whenever we break the law, we have no means to atone commercially, which is what enriches a nation. So watch this. If every Negro that claims to be walking a righteous life, I'm talking about the ones that claim it, and would try to convince you that they're for real. They always got something that they're doing wrong morally, whether it's lying, fornicating, um, committing adultery, uh, stealing. Let's just use lying. They might not steal, fornicate, adultery, but they're liars. They they tell little white lies and they're happy with that. They think that makes them holy. All right. Well, since you don't know that you since you don't know that you're in error, even if you did know that that was wrong and you consciously put that in your mind, well then how do you atone? How do you atone? Okay, first you go apologize and tell the truth. Okay, but what what about the commercial damage that that does? You haven't atoned in that way. Okay, so look. Sickness and disease is, is, is a curse because of our disobedience. So it's assumed that we know that, and it's assumed that we're going to change our behavior, <laughs> correct what brought us into that condition, and then do better from that point on, which means the only way you can do it is being self-responsible. You have to be self-insured. You have to be. Now, how does that relate to this out here? Watch. People don't know this. You can go on the law. So don't please don't go out here and start sharing this because this will get in the wrong hands. Do not talk to these people about this. Financial security, um, Excuse me, financial responsibility is a law. If you don't have an insurance company, you must have financial responsibility recorded on the record. You must, meaning if I get sick and I got to go to the hospital, I got medical insurance because I'm financially responsible and I can pay it. I can pay medical bills. If I get in a car accident, I'm financially responsible. I can pay. If I injure somebody, I can pay. Brother Priest? Yes. Brother Priest, Brother Hakeem, shouldn't I leave? Say it again. Did I leave the meeting? You got to leave? I'm saying, should I leave the should I leave the meeting? No, no. I was gonna, I was gonna say that the, uh, the the terms that I was assigned to with the bond they say there's something about uh, I don't have privacy. So should I leave? Should not leave? No, you should not leave. What bond are you talking about? 
to get out of the uh, jail. To get out of jail? What is, I don't know what you're talking about. Are you talking about from the incident you just had? Yes. Oh, no, brother, no. It says really? I, I didn't have any. I didn't have any privacy, so you didn't have privacy when they when you were uh, with them. It's saying that I don't have privacy. They can uh, contact different people. Who can so you talking about? I'm saying the surety. I'm saying the surety says that they could contact different people. So I don't know if they're they have the ability to monitor my calls and stuff. That's that's why I'm asking should I leave leave the meeting since you were saying don't go out here and share. Oh brother, let me tell you. They listen to me already. I don't care. <laughs> I I for real don't care. I don't have nothing to hide. I don't do nothing wrong. I make mistakes in life, but I ain't no criminal and I ain't no liar. They can listen in all they want, brother, because they know I'm telling the truth. So what do I have? To do? I don't have nothing to fear. We don't have nothing to fear. As, listen, my one of my best friends, he's a felon. He's he's a registered. I hate to say it. He's a registered sex offender, okay? Not because he raped somebody or something. He was doing human trafficking and white slavery. That's what he was, That's what he went to prison for. Literally, white slavery and human trafficking, okay? You think they don't sit on the phone and listen to he and I all of the time? Of course they do. I was just involved in a whistleblower case, a, a multimillion-dollar whistleblower case. So right towards the end of the year that showed that the government and a certain um, corporation, medical corporation, was lying to people about cancer medicine. They lost the case. The people that I'm talking about won their case, and they won a lot of, of money. You think let, let me just let me just say this. These people were from another state. They were so desperate and afraid. They flew thousands of miles to come meet me. And we had private talks in a private office setting. I said, if you believe that I think that the FBI and the CIA are not listening, I'm not that foolish. I know they are. You don't have to go anywhere is my point, brother. We don't have nothing. We're we're saying we don't want to get this information out to the masses of people who can't even comprehend it. They think they know, but they don't know. They're using the wrong type of thinking to try to, and the wrong type of words to try to figure out what's going on. That's why they can't understand. 
these government officials, FBI agents, CIA agents, they don't necessarily understand. They just, they just had their work to do, their job to do. Personally, I applaud them for doing their job. Even when they do some crooked things, that's their business that they're going to pay for with the most high. But the job that they have to do is something that a lot of us can't comprehend. I don't have I don't have no fear of these people, period. None of them. And I ain't afraid to say anything I say to them. Anything we talk here, I will say to them. Because I know it's the truth. Don't you ever think that, brother, particularly when you with us. That whatever trouble we get in, that we can't talk this amongst us privately. It don't matter, man. Because they know it's the truth. They know it's the truth, believe me. That's why they pretty much, I got to just tell the truth. They support what we do. They're like, look, we're tired of dealing with these niggas. You go deal with them. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to give them back to them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I, I swear to God, I'm like Mr. Beast. Um, you got that, I'm tired too. So here they you are. You can have them back. <laughs> <laughs> no, that don't say no can do. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I was trying to lead up to saying you can self-insure. Pose to self-insure. The alternative is, guess what? You got to look at everything for what it is and not what we... The, the education is so poor that, you, like, insurance to the, the most people, they don't understand the things I just said. But really what it is is companies and corporations exchanging in commerce benefit privileges. So they call it benefits when it's not legally insured, insurance, if you see what I'm saying. If you get Medicaid, that's insurance. Medicare is insurance. But what about if you have benefits that give you the same thing? What does MCA give you? $150,000 a year in benefit coverage. So why would you need solely Medicare and Medicaid if you know how to secure benefits in the right way? That's my point. That's my point. When you go to a job, and you get insurance, and well, wait, let me backtrack. You get a job, and they give you a benefits package. And in the benefits package is dental, vision, medical. Then we, my mind some, somewhat turned off or something is wrong. We don't get it. We keep thinking that that's insurance when it's benefits, when it's coming through your employer. It's not insurance. It's benefits acting as would an insurance. So can you get that outside the government? Yes. Can you do it for self? Yes. Can you do it with other companies? Yes. That is my point. If I have $150,000 a year in coverage and more, really is more than 150. Because I think you get like $150,000 just for being in the hospital every day for a year. It's like $150,000 coverage that they give you. 
they give you a certain amount per day. Now, let me tell you something that Sister Tora kind of like cracked open. Because of mom, right? So mom has these different companies that offer different things, right? So this one will cover such and such amount of percentage. This one will cover another percentage. Out of the things she combined, she got 100% in coverage. 100% coverage. Meaning no money has to come out of my mother's pocket. No money has to come out of my, uh, my pocket or Taurus pocket. She is covered 100%. Now, guess what most Negroes are dealing with? Well, I have a deductible. I'm only covered up to so much percentage. It's because we're not thinking right. We, we don't have the right education. No way should be, we be walking around without 100% coverage particularly as a Negro, in everything we do. We should not do it. If if the dental people say, we'll give you 5% off, then you find another benefits package that's going to give you 95% off. Now you got 100%. I'm saying with all this stuff going on, People are going to need this type of package that MCA has to offer very quickly. Before June comes, people are going to start really needing it. That is my point. They're going to start really needing it. And all we got to do is automate it, which is the next step that we should be able to get done next Sunday. So we'll automate it so that you – I'm going to – get these, um, like, I think it's 16 email series, it's 16 email. Um, we'll all disperse them up. Everybody will have their emails pre-written. And all we got to do is link up your blog and your autoresponder and let that close all of the deals that are coming through. So, Brother Kedrick, did that make sense what I was trying to get out? Oh yes, <laughs> I want. I want to know who to who um who in order to initiate that bond. I'd like to know who to go to 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 initiate it with, because I have that insurance. I have that benefits package on the job. Mm-hmm. If I could self, if I could self insure, if I took the route of if I went the route to self insure, it would save me a great deal. It would increase the size of my paycheck more. That way, those the cost of those benefits would not be coming out of my check, and I could pay it out annually to the bond, which would be a great benefit to me, a greater benefit even. <laughs> You're speaking of through MCA, right? No, no. Okay. Through the, through a state agency or whatever organization right. that that would um, I'd need to go to make the bond to cover the car insurance, to cover the health, and whatever else. That's what, I, that's what I'm looking at. That's what I'm saying. Where would I go to do that? But I have one other question, one other thing to say. Mm-hmm. If, you have, if everybody has an opportunity, look at HR1, the new tax uh, rewrite. One of the things that in it 
they had eliminated for 2018 the um, personal exemption. There is an there is an article at this at this webpage, ourlaw.org. It's a lengthy article and it explains what that means. The elimination of the personal ex- federal personal exemption in income tax. If you have an opportunity, read this article. It is very informative. The tax situation is going to change dramatically. I hear. I hear. Praise, praise the Lord. Yeah, well, you know what? That's all the more reason. Um, how it's done, I'm not sure about how it will be done as an individual. But you actually do it through the Uniform Commercial Code Office at the state capital of your uh, state, the city capital or the state capital city of your state. The Uniform Commercial Code Office in there. Now, you, in order to do it, you have to follow the law. So you got to find the law for financial responsibility. Okay. okay. Now, how it's done? Like I'm saying, I don't, I, I don't know how to do it uh, individually. I never try to do it individually, actually, only collectively. So what we've been doing, which we did with the um, with the brothers, oh, boy, civil diplomacy, we taught this in 2013, and we were trying to do it, get the brothers that were ministers to set it up in their state, so that everybody in the nation is in their state could be under that. And uh, most of those brothers are gone. Um, so we couldn't do it collectively. But you have to do it on a state-by-state basis, and you have to um, back it by lawful money, which is, go well, that's the best way to back it is by lawful money. I won't say you have to, but that's the best way to back it is by gold and silver, and you just place it on the on the record. The law, you after that, you have to have a certificate of financial responsibility, and you carry that around in your glove compartment. You carry that around everywhere you go. And so they're pulling from that fund. So that's how that will work. <clears throat> and... It take it takes a it takes a UCC filing, so it's not like it's it's not terribly difficult, but it does take uh, escalation in in education before you go out there and try to do it. So that's how you do it, though. That's how it's Thanks. done. Yes, sir. Sister Chris. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Sister Crystal, what's on your mind? Thanks. Salam, brother. Um, basically, as far as, as as I see it, you know, we are definitely on the right path. Um, we can just see it all around us, even when you're just trying to 
spread the word more so to the people that are around you or in your circle. Some people receive it and some people don't. Um, but, you know, you don't try to push it on anybody. If they don't want to hear it, then you just accept it as it is and carry on. And, you know, we have to get things in order because Trump is definitely on that war path. You know, Obama was more so trying to um, pacify the people and sort of keeping them in, in the in the mind frame where they relied on the government. But, you know, now everything is changing. You know, they're reducing the food stamps and their, their different people's paychecks, they're being cut and things like that. So it's time for us to get out and try to um, do things for ourselves. And MCA is, is a great way to do that and allow people to make extra income and with that, I yield. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, yeah, the MCA thing, um, I did some testing before break, during the break, on Facebook ads. I did like two straight months of studying Facebook ads, targeting. I was really cramming that in. And I got it figured out, but... Um, and I got to figure out how you can do it with little to no money. So I'm pretty confident that we'll be successful in that. Listen, February 8th, Boston. February 28th, Round Rock, Texas. And we want to repeat this thing city by city, state by state, not just for this type of thing, but also to introduce people across the country that come to our events and we gather their emails and we introduce them to something like MCA. Simple. Sister Tora is like really, really excited because she's, She's an event planner too. Like she's she's done this for years, like privately with her family. So that's like part of her nature. So when we start talking about this, she's like, "Yep, you got to do this. You got to do. We're gonna set this up here. I'm gonna do this, this, this." She got so excited, <laughs> and I can imagine because most of the stuff she's doing right now is like work and then just caring for mothers. So she's excited to do something, and we just duplicate it step-by-step all across the country. On There's a Facebook page, uh, Temple of Most High Outreach. On that page, it has the February 8th and the February 28th events coming up. For the 28th, you can get tickets. For the 8th, you know, that's a library, so we don't necessarily have to do that or can do that. I don't know. But that's what we're doing. Now, between, well, next week, when we do this meeting, I'm going to ask that you all come and be ready to do possibly three hours. And I'm asking that so we can get blogs set up for everybody, 
get the autoresponder set up from every for everybody and your email series. And then you uh, then we can proceed from there. So these are times where you got to be really skillful and skillful and careful how you're sharing these things with people because niggas are crazy. They, I mean, damn. Like, it's worse than what I could have imagined. <laughs> like, seriously, seriously, they cannot comprehend words that they do, comp- they think they comprehend. For instance, if I say that, I actually did this. I said to someone, here's a sincere question. Why is it that everybody that is representing that walk of life that you represent, why is it that all the females I see representing that walk of life that you represent, why is it they're all walking around like whores and, and got porno- pornographic language and they conduct themselves like whores? Why is that? Here's, the, here's what a sister said to me. I'm biased. I'm biased because everybody that I've seen that walks your walk of life that is female has the same consistent language. I don't see that in Christians. I don't see that in Muslims or Hebrews. I see that in you so-called goddesses. How come all these goddesses have this whorish, prostitution-like behavior? So I'm biased. So I can't have a clear opinion. So they can't answer me. She couldn't answer me. That don't make sense to you. EK, does that make sense to you? That she couldn't answer me. Well, it does make sense that she can't because that just shows you what her state of mind is, that she's the one that's actually biased. But she's trying to inflict that on you, trying to make you feel like you're biased, when in reality she's the one that's biased. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and you know, Brother Priest, I think a lot of times, you know, people do know that they're uh, transgressors, or, bon, you know, transgressors more so than bond servants. They know that they do things that they're not supposed to do. So, not wanting to atone for it, that's what they do. They, they, they lash out on us and, and say we're biased or we don't know what we're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, anything that we do, we've learned. And understand that you have to atone for it, correct? Mm-hmm. And see, most people, their mindset is not, in, you know, the important thing, like I said, state of mind consciousness. Even so-called these conscious people and stuff, their state of mind conscious is they do know that they're, I don't want to use the word sinner, transgressors, and they don't want to atone for the things they, they do. I'll give you an example, which I'm very happy to understand that philosophy and that thinking and that spiritual concept. You know, I have been dealing with this because I'm getting my, um, uh, what do you call it, debt clear. So I had this one uh, credit card company, and I had been battling with them for like, uh, ever since 2013, to the point where they took me to court, I responded. They, and, and the response was they couldn't respond back because of how I responded. But on the same token, to atone, I did use the card. And so I wanted to make sure, you know, that I, I paid what I was supposed to pay, even though through the process, you know, how they manipulate you and how they do 
how they sell the stuff and all and all that good stuff, how they wrongfully do. But in essence, I still use this, so I have to atone for it. So I work with them, and so they sent me a letter the other day, and they gave me six choices. And and if you got a right state of mind consciousness, and you're you you know you know you see that they're trying to offer you opportunity to cure. I took in the, they had six choices, and one of the choices was to pay very little for like a year, and 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 I'll be clear, and it was I saved almost ninety percent of what I actually you know used. So I said, wow, you know they did give me the opportunity. So I'm going to jump on it, and I'll be atoned for it. It'll be cleared up, and I'm going to pay on time, and they're going to see, you know, this person is in the right state of mind consciousness. You see what I'm saying, brother? Yes, ma'am. Praise the Lord. That's right. That's what it's all about. If you And if you can't do it, then what what can they do? you got a hardship. I can't do it, man. Lay off Right, me. right. I mean, simple as that. But, again, oh, the white man is the devil. He's he's trying to kill us all. No, the hell he ain't. He ain't trying to kill us all. That don't make any sense. Why would anybody kill off their slaves as paying by the, paying back their debts for them? They might want to kill some of us all, but not all of us. Come on. You know, is this man the beast? Well, well he's a pretty despicable being. Yes. But, I mean, look, enough with the excuses. I don't really give a damn how devilish he is. We need to handle our own affairs and get from under his authority, period. And then we ain't got nothing to complain about. You know, but then, of course, the Negro is going to find something else to complain about. <laughs> you know, everybody, everybody is just not good enough for us. If Jesus ain't good enough for you, the real man, then who, who is good enough for you? Nobody. If the one that you call God ain't good enough for you, nothing is good enough for you. So, you know, Negroes are sick, man. <laughs> and I see why there's a promised death. Because you just got to kill off everybody with that mentality. Nature got to take care of them. And who's ever left, then you send in your military and just slay all of them. <laughs> I don't literally mean that, but I could see why that would happen. Um, so I hope that we'll be prepared. I needed to be on this call today and I needed to get into a rant because I, I haven't been able to do that in several weeks. So, um, the goal is next week we need to spend, uh, hopefully it won't take us three hours, but please be prepared to do three hours. And, um, I don't want to hold us too much longer. Brother Hakeem, call me anytime. If you call me tomorrow, just make sure it's after 12 noon central. Sister Crystal, please let us know if there's anything you need for us to help you with. But we'll be praying and putting out positive energy. Brother Priest, uh, uh, on the uh, people that have uh, uh, left the nation, do we need to make a record of it or anything like that? Yeah, we can talk about that tomorrow. Okay. All right. Yes. Yep. Yep. So, anybody else before we close out? Anything before we close? Thank you all. Shalom. 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 Bernard, Travel Judah. I just want to reiterate uh, one more time. You know this opportunity that presents itself with the government shutting down, in particular, what Ema has said about what's going on in her state. 
we push this MCA, man, we could uh, provide a lot of jobs and, uh, you know, and, and create some benefits for our people and put ourselves in a position to, uh, you know, make it uh, um, a productive and a, and um, abundant situation. So just want to be mindful of that. Just reinforce what we are uh, embarking on and uh, just look forward to accomplishing our goals. And with that, I yield. You sparked something, man, by saying that. Um, I got to say this. Don't try to target. It's who we target. Don't try to target Hebrews because they're going to swear it's the devil. Um, and actually, it's probably better to try to target Christians because they ain't going to look at it from that perspective. But we, we got to change. These conscious people are just, they're a joke. Their reasoning, I, I hate to say this, I'm not trying to attack, but their reasoning ability is just missing. It's just altogether missing. They don't have compassion. They're too arrogant. They are smitten with madness, and they think they know everything. They think the little bit of information they got is everything there is to know. So just be mindful of who you're targeting. Um, create a, create a Facebook Craigslist group, that kind of stuff. Um, add that to your repertoire. Like just let people come in and post stuff and just load up all types of people in the Craigslist group on Facebook along with the other groups you have. But you want groups that will be self-sustaining, that you don't have to post content all of the time to keep people active. If you got a Craigslist group, that means people are going to be buying and selling and stuff every day. That's going to give you a, 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 your own audience. And, um, yeah, so thank you all for being here. We'll be on Thursday and um, back here again next week. Shalom, shalom. Shalom.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.